Well, happy Wednesday once again. And you know what Wednesday means. It's time for the pink link. Choo choo. And we have powerful, innovative, next level conversations here. So today I have another guest. Yes. So I'm doing the same ugly in these streets. Streets with the K2, just like conversation with the K around here. And today I have Miss. Michelle Green, the Michelle Green on um, Instagram, I know for sure, but I'm going to let her come on and tell you more about herself. Michelle, the floor is yours. Thank you, Marquita. Hey, everyone. I'm so excited to be on The Pink Link on Wednesday, hump day. Um, my name is Michelle Green. I am the author of No More Big Butts. I am currently a part-time flight attendant. That's me, part-time. And I am working on building a brand around The Savvy Traveler. The Savvy Traveler encourages women to embrace solo travel as a luxe self-care experience and to do it safely, confidently, and easily. So anyone that has information or wants additional information, you can actually go to SavvyTraveler.com. You'll get a free starter kit, but I'm here to share inspiration, empowerment with everyone. So let's get it started, Marquita. Yes, Michelle. Clap up for Michelle. Yes, so Miss Savvy Traveler. Um, we got to get into that because I've literally been hitting you up about make, maybe taking my first solo trip. And so I just love what, what you do. Um, how long have you been a flight attendant as well? Like, you know, first, let me ask that. So how long have you been a flight attendant? Oh, it's been 22 years since I've been a flight attendant. <laughs> I first started with U.S. I started with U.S. Airways um, back in the day, and then I um, I took the leave after 9/11. Started back on with another major airline, and I've been there ever since. So, wow, amazing, amazing! So your experience, you know, being a flight attendant and just traveling over the world has help you to branch into the savvy traveler oh wow look at there like she's full of i mean creativity and you see how she <laughs> did that there you all are watching this from youtube i mean did you just see that did you catch that yeah a plane right now and i'm just loving it i mean so michelle yeah. we gotta get into it so okay um Look at her. You know, I mean, she be flossing. She be flossing. Like, she's just much more than this savvy traveler. You know, she's a savvy screener and set up and so much more. So, you're, um, you're being a flight attendant for 22 years. You have now used that expertise in uh, branching out into your own entrepreneurship Um desires and goals to branch out into savvy tra traveling for solo mm -hmm. you know savvy travel yes. for solo women so just let's dig more into that what's that what does it mean to travel solo well, a lot of us travel solo. We go on a trip sometimes for business, like in my case for business. We do it to visit family and friends. We do it if we're having a business interview 
for a job or for an entrepreneurial venture. So traveling solo is usually, um, people have done it. Women have done it for so for so many years, but I like to include the self-care element to it because we do so much for people. We are mothers, we are wives, we're daughters, we are neighbors. We help so many people. And for those of you that have flown before, you've no doubt heard the announcement that we make in the event of an emergency, put on your oxygen mask first. However, as flight attendants, we attend an annual training. And as many times as people say, put on your oxygen mask first before helping others, we are trained to put on our oxygen mask first before we help you. Because we cannot help you in a decompression if we're incapacitated. So as much as people say, put on your oxygen mask first, I put on my oxygen mask first at work. And I love to say, take care of yourself first so you can take care of those that you love. Wow. Wow. That makes so much sense. Like we see each other because um, the brand good to for me, you know, you have to be selfish unselfishly. You get what I'm saying? And it starts with yeah. you being able to do for you first so that yes. you can be better to do for someone else. You know, if you're not good, you can't help those passengers, you know, if for me, you know, if you not breathing, you know, to help them to be able to help themselves. So I so love it. And so how many solo trips have you taken? Like, just fill us in. I've done, I've done maybe, I'd say maybe over 20. Um, and that's like outside of work. I've done like my own solo trips. I remember my very, very first trip solo was to Miami Beach. And that's where I recommend that people do something close by if you are afraid. And that's natural. There's there's nothing wrong with being afraid. Fear is an element. Fear keeps us sharp. It keeps us on our guard. If you're afraid to solo travel, I recommend doing something in your own town, do something in your city, do something. You don't have to go international. Travel is what you make it. And because we're doing it for solo, for for self-care as a a self-care experience, it can be anywhere. There's ways to, you can go across town, you can go across the world. So if you're afraid, I do recommend that you start with a staycation in your city or town, go close by. That way, if you get scared, you're like, you're not too far from home. And if you are, and it's a lot more uh, cost-effective to get started close to home, and that's your first, that's your first foray into the world of solo travel. Now, I also, um, it's funny, as we start getting older, we start getting, our fears start to get the better of us. And that's when I realized that I wanted to, I want to get back out there because life happens and you just get comfortable and you're just living your life. And I said, you know what? I got to start back traveling. And I remember the way I started back traveling was unintentional. (laughs) A friend of a friend of mine and a family friend, we were headed to Tokyo and we were going to meet at New York. I'm in Connecticut. We're going to drive to drive to New York. And I remembered I got in line and we're so excited. We're like, we're going to Japan. We're going to Japan. And this was several years ago. So we get in line at Japan Airlines in New York and at JFK Airport, getting ready. I open up my passport, getting ready, getting all my documents ready for the gate agent, for the ticket agent. And I looked down and my heart sank 
because I grabbed my husband's passport. Wow. So there was no way that I was going to go. I, there's, I didn't have time to drive back to Connecticut. It's two hours and then drive back to New York. So I was not able to fly out to Japan at that time. And I went home and I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to go back. My friend's like, please come back. We're all going to, we're all, we're in a group. Like, we're going to miss you. If you don't come, Michelle, you got to come. So my husband goes, you should come. And at that time I was like, I don't know if I can fly all the way to Japan by myself. That was an eye-opening experience because we have this interpretation or this view that people are gonna like get us yes we that's what happens when you watch tv you see all the movies you see all the dun, dun, dun. but in general people are kind people are helpful and if you come with that spirit of not knowing everything and being considerate and being respectful of cultures that trip the next day i, I did fly to tokyo the next day that trip on my own 10 hours made me realize, you know, I can do this. I can do international trips. I don't have to, I don't have to have someone. And that's where a lot of the, the, thing, the nice things about solo travel is we want people to go with us and that's great. So those girlfriend getaways, amazing. Those family trips, wonderful. Those romantic getaways, you're, you need those. But sometimes when you need time for yourself and you don't want to wait for a group, you're waiting for a group and they're like the last minute saying, well, girl, um, you know, uh, my car died or, you know, the kids need money for that school trip. So I can't go. See, when you're doing your solo travel, you don't have those issues. You make the dates, you know, your money's paid. And if there's anyone that bails, it's you bailing on yourself, not someone else bailing free on you. So those are, those are just some of the benefits that traveling does. It instills confidence. You have to be resourceful because sometimes you don't have all the resources, but it forces you to look inside yourself. You have to project that confidence. You have to project that this is something that's, even though it's for travel, it's going to come back into everyday life. So it's not just about traveling and seeing the world and great food and experiencing cult different cultures. That is amazing. But the real gift of travel is the experiences that it gives you, the memories that it gives you, and the confidence that translates into your everyday life. Whether or not you get on a plane, a train, or a boat ever again, that confidence and those memories will last you a lifetime. Wow, such amazing, amazing, amazing story. I mean, like, wow, 10 hours to J Tokyo. And um, that just reminded me when you said it can be home. I, about three or four months ago, I left my, my home. The kids was, you know, doing the most. And I'm like, Being you kids. know what? Let me do the most. And um, they wasn't home alone, but I literally got me a room in my area and no one could understand it they was like by yourself you ain't take nobody with you no one else could phantom like doing that by themselves yes and so um but like you said nobody's trying to get us people watch the news and thinking oh you go by yourself somebody watching somebody no you don't need that energy you know when i went it was like i'm gonna be good because i'm protected by the best and literally, it was like 
confidence building it built confidence to know like I moved to Atlanta with just myself and my children so you know mm -hmm. that was mm -hmm. another step but it was a move and no one can fathom or understand how and why you just gotta go for it get your solo traveling on get your solo thing on like Michelle said it's good to do all that family the friends and I missed out on a trip because the other two people didn't have the funds and instead of taking the trip like I started to I end up turning around so you know when it's you sometimes you still go for it if they back out don't you back out on you you still go for it I think it was a lady yes. that went to Jamaica she ended up over there by herself because everybody that was supposed to go counted on her for her birthday and that was just reminding me when I was going to yeah. Memphis from Mississippi it was like two other people and they counted on me in route like oh we ain't got I'm like, where are y'all expect to go? And instead yes. of still going, I let them help me back. And you know, life is too short. Live your life. Listen to what life Michelle has to say. Like, mm -hmm. just share an experience with, you know, other cultures, if you could, you know, to kind of ease people's minds. If you can go back, you know, maybe the room or, you know, the, the treatment that you've received when taking this solo travel to, you know, just enlighten and broaden yeah. Um, the listener's mind. Yeah, you know, the thing about it, like I had touched on earlier, people are so helpful. And if you come with that spirit, like I mentioned, people are so willing to help you. But there's something else that I want anyone that's contemplating a solo trip. And if you're afraid, I think your family's more afraid for you. Your parents are more afraid for you. Maybe your spouse, oh my gosh, you want to go without me? And I'll talk about that in a little bit. But there's so many things that come with solo travel. Your gut, your gut is your GPS. And so many times, I don't know how many times we look back and said, you know, I had a feeling about this and I ignored it and I wish I didn't. And I have come so much to trust my gut because I took the flight, that picture that I showed earlier, that was for a delivery. I took delivery, um, there was seven of us. That's when you go to the factory and you bring the airplane back from the factory brand new plastic all over it. So on my way to Frankfurt, I, that's where the, the Airbus factory's in, Frankfurt, Germany, I was taken the, the it's called the S-Bahn. So I got off the plane and everything, cleared customs. They don't even do much with customs there. They you just flash your passport. That was back in the day, you flash your passport and you just go, they're like, go. I got on the S-Bahn, everything was fine. I had all my directions and that's another thing. You wanna be totally prepared. You wanna have things on your phone, but you also wanna have your backup. You wanna have your paper because paper doesn't run out of battery. So I had everything going. I was, I had, I was on the right train. I checked to make sure. I always checked the stop right before the stop that I needed. So everything was going great, feeling good. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in Germany, blah, blah, blah. Get off the train, everything's going fine. Now I had to take the tram to the hotel because I was staying at the Frankfurt Marriott. And they said the train, the tram runs right in front of the, the hotel. And it's only like about two minutes away two minute tram ride from the train station. I got on the tram. I sat there for about maybe, I would say about 30 seconds, a minute. And I get this feeling in my stomach and I'm like, I go another minute, three minutes in, I said, I think I'm on the wrong tram. 
I think I'm on the wrong tram. That was my gut telling me. So I got off, got back on the other side, took the tram going the other way. And that's something I didn't uh, double check. Which tram should I take? Took the tram going the other way. And in three, about maybe four minutes, because, you know, I went three minutes out of the way. About four or five minutes later, I looked up. There was the Marriott. And I was like, I did it. I I took all the information in a foreign country in Germany, speaking German, of course they speak German, but the train announcements are in German because I took public transportation. All of these things help you, especially for building businesses, we become resourceful. The thing about it was when I was listening to, and of course I don't speak German, but I always get a couple of phrases so I can be respectful. I noticed that I was sitting on the train, even though I was listening to the announcements in German. And of course, it sounded like she was saying, like, every time a stop came up, she would say, like, that's what it sounded like to me. So in my mind, I said, you know what? When they're speaking their German, whatever, like, sounds like, it sounds like next stop. So this is how you become you become integrated. You become involved. You become integrated, and you're just engrossed in the culture and the language. Even though you don't know it, you can assimilate things because it sounded like next stop to me if I was to try to speak German. If because but I don't. So all of these little things, following your gut, knowing that your gut when you feel like oh I don't know if I should go down this street. That is your God telling you. It never, almost never steers you wrong. You have this built-in Polaris. Use it to serve you. Yes, yes, I agree. So, um, I mean, after just picking up all that, I can't even say it, but- I don't even know what it is. It just sounded like next stop when she said, nation stopping. <laughs> just being in tune and aware, like, you know, really be in awareness when you visit, especially, you know, international, um, you know, just being able to just maneuver through the culture and, you know, really having that GPS, as you said, that gut feeling, knowing, you know, hey, this is not feeling like I'm going the right way because he said two minutes and I'm been on this thing for four minutes and I'm not yeah. at my hotel. Yeah. So mm -hmm. just exactly. being in tune, being aware and things of such. So, now let's get to the next part, the hubby. You know, you mentioned in that, that the hubby was like, so you want to go without me? You said you going on this <laughs> nice trip without me, boo? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Most husbands, and I'm not generalizing, most men, not not all, but the majority of men, they're not really crazy about globetrotting. They're not really interested in, in traveling for... Like if you want to go to a cooking class, they don't care. If you want to take a candle making class in Provence, France, they don't care about that or go to wine, a wine tasting. They're not interested in that. So when you're looking at your solo trip, don't pick somewhere that everybody wants to go. I mean, you want to go, but if your man loves sports and if you're saying, oh, I'm going down to, um, I don't know, like if you love soccer and you're saying, I'm going to Barcelona or Barcelona, as they say. And he's like, oh my God, you know, I love soccer. I want to go. Well, 
<laughs> you may have an issue, but the thing is, it's all in about the way you communicate it. You can say something like, you, if you if you come off and say, you know what, you know, life's been really tough, or the job's getting on my nerves, or the business has really been challenging, and I just need to get out of here for a couple of days. He's going to look at it like you're attacking him, or like, what, what, it, I'm being here with me is not enough. So sometimes it's all about the way you communicate. When you when we're on the flights, we don't like to command people because no one likes to be command. No one likes to be told what to do. But people, people always, people won't mind assisting you. So like, I know everyone has to put their seatbelt on. So I'm not going to say, put your seatbelt on. Not like that, but I, I always say something like, would you please put your seatbelt on? Or can you do me a favor when you get a chance, put your seatbelt on? Because now they feel like they're in control. So going back to like your hubby, your boyfriend, significant other, you can say, you can phrase it something like, you know, it's been really tough. And um, I feel like I need, I just need a couple of days. Now, here's the thing. You say, would you like to go away with me for the couple of days? Now, if he says, no, you go, I think things are good. That's great. If he says, yeah, I'd love to come. You can say something like, great. I think it'd be great for us to get together. You know, things have been really tough at work. Do you mind if I go for a couple of days before or after? So if you, you can tack it on, you can rendezvous before. You can rendezvous after, but you still get yourself and your solo travel. You get time to maybe if it's just sit in the sit in the hotel, the beautiful hotel with a view of the ocean or walk on the beach. Or if you're into running some great trails to run on, it's just that couple of a couple of days. And when you first started traveling, I don't recommend more than like three or four days because you're going to get homesick. You're going to get homesick. And I don't travel for long periods by myself. That's why I very rarely do any four-day trips when I'm working. It's just too much because I'll be sitting on my jump seat like, I want to go home. So I recommend three to four days at the most. This way, if he joins you before... You can, you can go together, you can, he can leave and you can stay on or you can, which my, my preference is I'll go a couple of days early, have him join me and we rendezvous at the place. So it's all in the way that you phrase it. I know we're all adults and people say, oh, you got to ask your husband if you can go away. No, because you're in a relationship. You're, you make decisions together. You could say, would it, uh, is it possible that, you know, I can take a couple of days, maybe you can take care of the kids for a couple of days. Um, I just really feel like I need to recharge my batteries, but would you mind? And if he or she knows that you've been having a really hard time, they're like, I think, honey, I think that's a great idea. What can I do to support you? And it's just remind yourself, it's all in the way you're phrasing. I know we're adults. No one needs to ask permission. But even sometimes when someone asks you permission, don't you feel much better than when you say, I'm going away on a trip or like, you think it's okay? Would you mind? Would you mind if I went away for a few days? It's just a little bit better. It's just the way you, it's just the way we phrase things, the communication. Right. Which continues to build that trust and, you know, being able to know that, hey, you know, the respect is there. Yeah, mm -hmm. we're adults in a re marriage relationship however but it's just showing that person you know extending that kindness the respect that trust and that love is there you know and just being open with one another to say hey i need this time for me which when once y'all rendezvous together i'm pretty sure it makes it more magical and awesome than you just you know decide to want to just go and you know put it on a more i guess um 
it would be more toxic, you know, because that may stir up something with that other person and, you know, make them question, you know, you know, the um, demeanor of you coming in or just doing without, you know, being respectful of their, you know, affection and love for you Mm -hmm. and, you know, their caring of, you know, what is it you're doing and, you know, not them being demanding. I wouldn't say that they would be demanding because some people would say, well, why you got to know? Because I'm grown. No, a lot of times it's because of caring, you know, and we just want to know that you're going to be okay. And if you go with that type of mindset in the beginning, it eases them to be able to be more receptive of you going and building, building that trust is what I'm getting. So Exactly. Yeah, so, you know, if you good. if you have issues, if you have issues in your relationship, um, solo travel in the beginning, it's not going to go over well because there's going to be trust issues. But if you have a strong relationship, if you're friends, if if you understand each other, and you you have a healthy bond, then solo travel can definitely enhance your relationship because sometimes the best part of going home, <laughs> of going away is going home. My best days are like when I'm on a three-day trip, I call it going home day. It's like, I'm going home. I start playing yeah. Stephanie Mills when I think of home. It's just like, it's just, it is the best part. So you allow the person to miss you. And then it always it strengthens the relationship as well. Right. You know, um, you know, you got to, you know, be able to have time for each other and have time for you. And when you come back together, you know, it makes a better overall, you know, fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just love it. I love it. And um, I'm ready to get my solo travel on, girl. So So where um, are you? Where are you going? Yeah, well, um, I've been in talks, you know, with you personally about Hawaii and Paris, Dubai's on the list. I don't know if I'm going to do all three of those solo, but out of the three, I would like to do one solo. I know. So I was thinking maybe Hawaii. Hawaii is great because it doesn't require international um, I mean, it's an, it's part of the U.S., so it doesn't require a passport for people that are passport challenge at this point. So if you don't have a passport, I do recommend you start the process because things are so backed up. The normal processing time is probably triple or quadruple. So if you don't have a passport, just start the process. Once you have it, it's good for 10 years. Um, I would really recommend Paris. I think it's a really good solo trip. Um, If you want to get out there, if you want to take cooking classes, if you love museums, if you love getting out and seeing, there's so many, contrary to what people think, there's so many different cultures. It's almost like the world, you will see a representation of the world in Paris. So you don't have to feel like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm going to be the only melanated person there. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. There is, it is like, it is like United Nations in France. So Paris is also a great big city escape as well as Hawaii for that beautiful tropical South Pacific flavor. Wow. I, I, I've always wanted to go to Paris, but I just feel like when I go to Paris, I want to be booed up. I'm going to be out there with a, you know. I get it. I get it. I get it. Romance, you know, like for your first time. For your first time, absolutely. For your first time, absolutely. Yeah, so I think I you can go. You can go, but think of it this way: you can go. Think of these as scouting trips. You can do a scouting trip. You can go check it out. You can go see what it's like. Especially if, um, if you're doing here's here's something that I'm I'm so 
I use a lot of review sites, but they have been gamified, meaning that companies will pay people to give positive reviews. So you're not for certain if the place is what it really is. And if you're planning like an anniversary, a big birthday bash, sometimes you're like, honey, I have to go on a scouting trip. I have to go to Paris and check out these three hotels and see if the area that I chose is exactly what I wanted rather than dropping all this money and then getting there and thinking, this is what I paid like a thousand dollars a night for. <laughs> so um, that's how your, your solo trips could also be discovery trips as well and exploration trips. So yeah, if, I, if I'm spending a lot of money, I, I'd like to maybe just do like a very inexpensive hotel and just go check the area out. So, yes, 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 yes. So um, with the reviews and things of that nature, you said that they can be scouted. So, you know, because I've, I've had another experience. It wasn't a travel, but the reviews was up there and then you get there and say, for instance, we are traveling, you know, ways to Paris and such. Um, how does that turn out? Have you had an experience like that where you... What I do is I try to stick, and I know some people are like, I try to stick to major hotels. I know, I mean, this isn't sponsored or anything, but I know the consistency with Marriott and Hyatt. I know it's always going to be the same. Hilton is good, but Hilton can be a little off sometimes. And I had that experience in Dubai where we left Dubai. We headed over to Abu Dhabi. It's just about an hour's drive away. I had a suite at the Hilton in in Abu Dhabi. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have a suite. That's going to be great. When I got there, the property was so, so very old that I'm like, I'm not staying here. And guess where I ended up going? Back to the Marriott. I'm in the hotel on the Wi-Fi. I'm at the Hilton on the Hilton's Wi-Fi trying to make a reservation at the Marriott because one of the things is that people will just, the managers will incentivize people to give positive reviews. You know, I was in the Dominican Republic. I was in Punta Cana. We checked in on the back of, there's a little business card size. And it says, size of a business card, and it says, please give us a positive review on travel, um, what is it, um, TripAdvisor. And I'm like, I just got here. You do that and you'll get like free Wi-Fi for the week. Now, who doesn't want free Wi-Fi? So, of course, it's going to be, oh, this property is amazing. And you have to show them the review and then you get the code for the Wi-Fi. So it's totally, totally incentivizing. And people are, you know, they're selfish. They're trying to get that. They're like, I don't want to spend like 124 Wi-Fi, which I don't know why anyone would charge for Wi-Fi these days. But people are going to be incentivized to get things that they want. So you, what I do is I... I don't look at any of the one star and I, I one star reviews and I don't look at any of the five star reviews. I primarily look at three star reviews and I just look for a common theme. If they're saying the water pressure is kind of off, you know, I had a hard time with the hot water. If it's a consistent theme, you know, there's probably an issue with the water pressure. If you love taking hot, long showers in the morning or at night. So I, whatever it is, I look for that overarching theme. I look for the one thing that everyone keeps commenting about because the glowing reviews, you don't need to read the glowing reviews because you want to go there anyway. Then the ones and the twos, a lot of times those are competitors. 
competitors right. trying to knock the hotel or the service or the restaurant. They're trying to knock their service down. So if you look at maybe just the three-star reviews, just the middle of the road, it'll give you a good idea of what the property, the restaurant, the attraction usually is about. Wow, wow. That was such a great perspective. Such a great perspective. Because, you know, you look for the ones and trying to see, okay, should I go here? Listen, looking at this. Then you look at the fives and you want to go there. And then, you know, that could be a lie. <laughs> so, yes, I loved it. So I'm going for the threes. I'm looking for the threes. Yes. All I want. The middle of the road. The middle of the road. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So um, we're, we're going to ask you your next solo trip before we get ready to close this thing out. So where do you plan to go next? I'm up for Hawaii. Where, where is Michelle going? Where in the world I'm is Michelle thinking, going? <laughs> I'm thinking Quito, Ecuador. It has, oh. it's known as in South America, uh-huh. Ecuador. Uh-huh. We, we cannot go past that. Quito, Ecuador. I don't even know how to say it. <laughs> You can't you know. and, and go on. Hold on. Uh, the city of Quito, Q-U-I-T-O, Quito, in the South American East Coast, uh, West Coast city of Ecuador. Um, the reason I like um, Quito, I'm looking there, and the research that I've done, it's called as the land of eternal spring, meaning the temperatures, it's like the Goldilocks zone. It's not too hot not too cold. And I love those cool spring-like temperatures. And it's just, I I mean, I love South America. I love the vibe. I love how, you know, I speak, I I, I say what I speak, I speak Spanglish, a little English, a little Spanish, a lot of hands to communicate. But I just love how warm the South American people are. You know, I've been to Colombia, I've been to Peru, I've been to um, Brazil. And I just feel like they're so welcoming. They're so warm. They're so polite. Um, some it's interesting, like my flight to Bogota, and I first started flying to Bogota, I told my other uh, crew member, I said, Oh my gosh, I'm tired of saying they're now they're like, you're welcome because everything you, every time like you serve a row, they're like, thank you. And that's, unfortunately, that's not something we hear a lot of, but they're like, mi amor, gracias, mi amor. Can I have another soda? They're so polite and they're so gracious. So I think you'll find that warm. If you want to go South America international, I think you're definitely, you won't be disappointed in going down to South America. And I'm looking at keto because another thing is they use the U.S. currency. So you don't have to worry about currency exchange. You don't have to worry about any finance, uh, any um, international fees on your credit card when you buy something. So it's kind of like a nice little transition for people that want to do a South American adventure still don't and don't have to worry about currency translations and just know that the people are so warm and friendly. Wow. Wow. So Quito, Ecuador. Did I say that right? Quito, Ecuador. Quito, Ecuador. Quito, Ecuador. <laughs> okay, I got it. You got it. You got it. You got it. Okay. So I really, really, really enjoyed you stopping by the pink link. And so, Thank you know, I always me. have to make sure we ask you this. What is it that you can, you know, give someone out here listening, you know, to want to level up in a, you know, next level in their life, whether it's, you know, through travel or whatever, what advice or inspiration can you give to that person that's listening? You know, travel is just one medium and that's just something we do on occasion. 
But in your home life, just know that self-care and self-love is important. Everything you do can start from there. The way you take care of yourself, the way you interact with your family, your friends, your business associates, your, your coworkers, everything that you do starts with you being selfish in a good way by taking care of yourself first so you can take care of those that you love. And that is not selfish. It's only <laughs> selfish when you don't do for no one else. Yes, yes. Um, so yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. Another thing, within two to three years, where do you see Mich- Michelle at the Michelle Green doing at the Savvy Travel? You know, what do you see? Where do you see yourself? I see myself creating a community. I want to build a community. So I want to invite people. I have a free gift for the, for those that are still here. Um, it's wow. a starter kit and you can, it's just ways that you can fund your travel on a budget. We always look at self-care declarations because we know it's important. And one of my favorite is a cheat sheet called shift happens because we know what in life shift is always going to happen, whether we travel, whether we're at home, whether we're running our business as an entrepreneur, whether we're in school, we're at work, shift is always going to happen. So I want to invite you to go to the SavvyTraveler.com, get your free gift. I'm looking to build a community of like-minded women. I'm also thinking that we can eventually do retreats. That way, even though we travel solo, it's a time for us to get together and do self-care retreats. So that's on my horizon for the future. I love it, lady. I so love it. I mean, Miss Savvy Show Off Traveler, because I just <laughs> love when she transitioned into that, you know, her scream. Like, I love it. I'm taking tips. I'm learning always from you. And it's just we're always learning. We're always learning. Yes, Thank yes. You. So tell people where they can find you at, at the Michelle Green on Instagram, I know, but they want to hear from you. Yes, um, you can follow me at the Michelle Green, that's T-H-E, Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, and green with an E on the end. I did buy the extra vowel for 300. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. So thank you all once again for joining the pink link and I just want to leave you all with this your attitude of gratitude you know helps you with your altitude so wherever you're trying to go you know even if you're having that rough day always remember to be grateful for something and show that gratitude so that you can continue you know elevate attitude get going higher you have to be grateful where you are to get to where you're going so I just want to leave you all with that and um it was a pleasure once again, Michelle, for stopping by, blessing us Thank with you for all having of your savvy travel and just stories. <laughs> it's just great. Like I'm ready to get to Hawaii. Um, I don't want to get it wrong. Turkey, Ecuador, Quito, Ecuador, Quito, Ecuador. There you go. You got it. You got it. You got it. Perfecto. Okay. Well, I'm going to close it out. Have a great one. And we just appreciate you all for tuning in. All right. Bye, everyone. Are we stop recording?